You're listening to the Alliant M&A Roundtable, providing insights and expertise on the unique risk management needs of private equity firms. Thank you all and welcome to another podcast from Alliant m and I'm John Gilbert. I co-lead the M&A practice for Alliant. Very excited to have Chad Neal with us today. Chad leads our cyber M&A services, which includes cyber due diligence, IT due diligence, and post-acquisition and advisory work. Chad brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise from the cybersecurity and information technology industry and has been serving private equity firms and their portfolio companies for a number of years. And today we're going to talk a little bit about cyber due diligence, IT due diligence, and then some services that are done post-acquisition and what it's all about, why we should do it. Chad, with that, you know, thank you for joining. I appreciate you coming on again. Why don't you say a few words about yourself and your background and what we're going to be doing here at Alliant from a cyber and information technology standpoint. Thank you, Jonathan. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to join the Alliant M&A team and bring this background that I've developed over the last 30 years around cybersecurity and more broadly risk management to our clients. I've spent 30 years really developing a risk management approach to helping companies solve their cybersecurity and privacy challenges. Over the last five years, I've really focused this discipline around transaction advisory and helping private equity firms throughout their entire investment life cycle manage this risk. Well, th- thanks, Chad, and, and welcome aboard again and excited to, to launch this additional service for our clients. You know, from a, a cyber and IT diligence standpoint, you know, what are the key things that go into your know, diligence prior to an acquisition? You know, what are the core components that really go into you know, your review, which is oftentimes in a very condensed time frame? That's a great question, Jonathan. You know, when you think about these assessments, we don't have the luxury of a typical risk assessment to spend three months to assess an organization, you know, interview multiple people across the organization and put together a report on where the key risks are and and develop a roadmap. We're typically getting the phone call or support when the organization is down to 45 days to close. So what that means is we really need to assemble the team, get started within a couple days, arrange the management meetings, and put together a meaningful, impactful report within three weeks. And what we're focused on that's a little different than a typical risk assessment is understanding what the investor needs to understand about that organization as it relates to their investment thesis and broader risks that may or may not materialize after the acquisition. So we're looking at really three core domains that have many subdomains. From a very high level, we look at IT, we look at information security and privacy. And within privacy, we're looking broadly across compliance. You know, that's really interesting. It's certainly hard to imagine uh, buyers not completing cybersecurity diligence and IT diligence in today's age, regardless of the type of company or size. It's just everyone's dependent on technology in some way, and it seems like invaluable service, uh, certainly. And it's not just the the knowledge from a cybersecurity or IT standpoint. You also have to know know, how to move on deal timing and you know, how to really approach it with a SWAT team approach where you're coming in and coming out as fast as you can so that we let the deal guys do the deal, uh, which is always important. And it's a skill set that's learned, you know, not not overnight and important to have both experiences, which is great. No, it's, it's interesting because it's really changed over the last five years. You know, I would reach out to PE firms and many, many PE firms are very interested in learning about the subject around cybersecurity. 
but very few were doing anything very formally around cybersecurity assessments. In fact, five years ago was interesting. Even IT was a relatively new area of focus where they were bringing specialists in to understand the IT infrastructure, the, the business applications, and putting together a thoughtful report from a due diligence standpoint. So when I was bringing the topic of cybersecurity, again, they're very interested, but very few are doing anything. And that's just completely flipped on its head in the last two and a half years. We've seen it be much more the norm, uh, regardless of the investment, right? If you're investing in a manufacturing company or if you're investing in a technology company, there's risks in this area, both from an IT and a cyber perspective that you want to understand going into this transaction so that if there's anything really important to address, you can get that worked into the 100-day plan, or at least you can have it in the longer you know, six-month, 12-month plan and address that and, and mitigate any exposures. That's great. And, you know, Lion M&A is certainly a leader in rough warranty insurance. And if we look back at the hundreds of deals in the last year that we worked on, and what diligence streams were engaged. You know, we see all the reports and share those with the underwriters. Yeah, I would say now it's more than 50% of the time that we see cybersecurity and IT diligence done. Or to your point, a few years ago, I don't remember either one. It's certainly seen a growing uptick. And I think we'll see that number climb to 80 to 90 to 100% uh, in the near future. Uh, but are there external forces that are also pushing private equity to sort of focus on cybersecurity and, and IT infrastructure, whether it's regulatory or LPs or otherwise, Chad? Absolutely. So I think from an LP perspective, you know, now on the annual questionnaires that LPs are sending to PE firms, you're seeing many more. In fact, I think it's now pretty much across the board. They're asking about cybersecurity as it relates to their investment strategy. A few years back, you started to see LPs asking questions about cybersecurity, but PE firms were typically answering that as it related to their cybersecurity program, what the PE firm was doing to protect investor information. But now there's been a huge turn to really focus on what are you also doing during the due diligence process to understand that you're making good investment decisions and managing this risk from the outset. Yeah, that, that's great. That's very helpful. And, you know, we hope it doesn't go to the level of the requirements that exist for publicly traded companies, but certainly um, not surprising that LPs are, are pushing for some additional work in this area. So the SEC has been very active in this. In fact, in the last four years, when you look at the, the list of priorities, the SEC is listed at the beginning of every year. Cybersecurity continues to be a, a critical area. They now have got some proposed rules that are really strengthening the requirements for uh, registered investors, and many are interpreting some of the requirements around risk management to extend down to a PE firm's investments. I don't know that I'm advocating for the SEC to have more regulation of private equity firms, but we're here to help. If it does come to our clients, it'll help them to get through it. It might be worth mentioning that the strategy that we're going to take at Alliant, right, is to build services around due diligence to help organizations, our clients and, and new clients, look at these investments and understand you know, what their investment looks like from an IT and cyber and privacy perspective. Yeah, certainly at Alliant M&A, we, we certainly look at ourselves as the advisor from letter of intent to investment exit. And preparing for exit is certainly almost as important sometimes as the initial diligence on the front end. Shifting gears a little bit, you know, as we look at targets, you know, every day it's 
healthcare, it's industrial, it's construction, it's certainly SaaS-based companies and otherwise. You know, is there a company today that's not a technology company, meaning they're not dependent in some way on technology? Is anyone exempt from you know, potential threats these days, Chad? Absolutely. The playing field has shifted quite a bit. When I first got into cybersecurity, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you would see people and you'd meet with people in manufacturing or, or someone that didn't believe that they possessed any publicly uh, identifiable information. And they weren't very interested in hearing about cybersecurity measures that, that they should be taking. But with the advent of ransomware, it's completely changed the game. So getting out in front of this understanding as it relates to ransomware, you know, what kind of backups does an organization have in order to recover from that threat so they don't necessarily have to pay the ransom? And then also, are those backups offline? Because those ransomware attacks will go after backups that are on-prem or there's connectivity to those backups. And ultimately, how well have they tested their backup recovery strategy? Yeah, and having seen a number of cyber claims with our clients, every time the cyber event lasted longer than they expected, and it certainly costs more money than they expected. Well, you know, shifting gears a little bit, you know, we work with a number of uh, technology-focused private equity firms, you know, ranging in size, deal sizes from 30 million up to a couple billion or more from a technology industry standpoint, particularly SaaS-based uh, targets. And a lot of times we'll see cyber security and IT diligence done in-house. And do you, do you see a change coming there? It, it almost feels as if LPs may you know, require some independent review, similar to what you see under SOX compliance for, for publicly traded companies. Any, any thoughts there, Chad? Yeah, definitely seen that pivot as well. It really depends on the size of the PE firm. The, as you go up in size and move from the middle market investors to the upper middle to the large you know, PE firms, you, know, you see more investment in bringing in operating partners and investment professionals that have strong IT backgrounds. They're critical in helping the diligence process get uplifted in a way that is going to help them make good investment strategy decisions. But the challenge that they have, and we often work with those firms, is that single person doesn't scale very well for the amount of deal volume that's taken place. So you know, I think that change hasn't meant that they're taking it all in-house, right? Just because the amount of deal volume that they have. Now, if the, the volume's a little bit slower, yeah, absolutely, they're, they're doing more of that work themselves. But in the last couple of years, we've seen more cases where those people are our primary contacts and they're asking us to come in and really lean in a particular area of IT or just do the, the cyber and the privacy component and, and really kind of divvying up the work that way. It's uh, very insightful. One other trend that we've seen in the market is just the, the buy and build strategy where there's an initial platform investment by you know good sized company. And then we'll see a number of tuck-ins, add-ons you know, subsequent to that initial platform investment. How important is it to get the right baseline from a protocol infrastructure standpoint, you know, whether it's IT systems and people right. to cybersecurity? Yes, that's a great question. And we're seeing the same thing. And I think with the economic climate, you might see more of those types of investments happening. It's really all about the PE firm building value through these acquisitions. I would argue that you're going to be able to tap into the greatest amount of potential value by ensuring that the 
platform has got the right IT stack and that it's scalable and that the add-ons will be able to integrate pretty readily through the use of strong technology platforms, well-known ERP systems that have the ability to scale and really support the overall investment strategy. We found that some of these organizations that had grown really fast, they had underinvested in technology. So they were you know, maybe on a, a very small ERP platform that didn't scale. They had a lots of customization. So integration was going to be a real challenge. For sure. No, that's very helpful. So as we look about designing insurance programs for a client, we're looking to put together the most robust cyber insurance program with market leading endorsements and terms and as high limits as the the company wants to buy. How beneficial is it to have the expertise from a cyber standpoint and the diligence team also intertwined with the person that's going to be designing and placing that cyber insurance policy? That's a really good question. And I think it's become more critical than ever before, just because of the challenge the insurance industry has faced over the last couple of years and some of the significant losses they've experienced. You know, I think from my experience, this is a real critical step in the due diligence process. You know, being able to marry experts that understand from an investor standpoint, what type of cybersecurity risks are going to potentially give them the most exposure, understanding what the organization has done to mitigate those risks, and then working with the team that's going to help place the insurance, understand what the landscape looks like, where the gaps and and the potential remediation strategy that the firm is committed to implement can really help with that whole process and and getting to the, the underwriting. Well, thanks everyone for joining again. You know, very excited to kick off the first of what will be many cyber IT related podcasts. You know, Lion M&A is truly that advisor from letter of intent to investment exit. And our, our job doesn't stop when the deal is done. Uh, we're there with our clients to the exit and, and want to be a value-added service. For additional information, please visit www.alliant.com. And we look forward to, to speaking to you again in the future. <music>